0: a Pulp MX Network production.
1: Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on racerxonline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing RacerX podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Appreciate you guys listening and uh, appreciate you downloading the shows. Thank you. And uh, please check out the Pulpamex app if you want to get access to all the shows and all the archives right there on your phone. It's easy to do, it's a buck ninety nine Plus, you get a bunch of sound drops too, so it's really super sweet. Uh, thanks to flyracing.com each year. The folks at Fly Racing they develop, they test, they improve their products in a never ending pursuit of the perfect race where the first to integrate the BoA system. Fly Racewear offers the unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that make it an industry leader in technical racewear. That BOA system, something coming out of the uh, rock climbing world and... Uh Fly's got it on two lines of gear now, and you guys got to check it out. It's, it's really cool. Also, too, Alpine Star Protects. You all know their boots, but uh, what about their BNS Tech Carbon Neck Support, their A1 Roost Guard, or their, uh, their knee guard that is called the Fluitech Carbon Knee Brace? Uh, it's always uh, things that you wear underneath your gear. We all know about their boot quality and everything else, but this is stuff that goes underneath your gear, and it, it simply protects you like Alpine Star Protects, maybe the same quality and craftsmanship that their boots are. And uh, we thank Fly Racing. Uh, and Alpine Star Protects for making this happen. This is another episode of Soundcheck. Um, you people are really liking these. you are really digging them. I did one with Adam Cincirillo and Cole Seely. This is the third version of Soundcheck with another rider that has uh, uh, got some good choices, and I'm interested to uh, to find out why he picked these and, and what's going on. Zach Osborne, what's happening, man? How's it going? Do you think you would have won the 250 Supercross title and 250 Motocross title without Fly Racing's help? Just off the bat? Uh, probably not. I mean, it was uh,
3: Max was just immaculate all summer, and, and so was my gear. Mm-hmm. At the end of the season when we got the new stuff, pretty legit.
2: Yeah, absolutely, right? Um, yeah. Thanks for doing this. These, these are kind of cool. We're not talking a whole lot of moto, and uh, we don't need to. Uh, Cole Seeley did one of these. Adam Cincirillo did one of these. And uh, I got to say, out of the three I've done, Zacco, oh, I don't know if this is good or bad. You can take this either way you want. But uh, out of the three I've done, I had the most songs in my library out of your picks.
3: I like it. I like it. Um, I actually listened to the Centrillo one all the way through. His was really good, and uh, he's super knowledgeable about um, his little – I feel like all of his songs are really similar, which is mm -hmm. uh, awesome. No issues with that. Like some awesome songs, some really good bands that I I like too. So his was really good. I haven't uh, gotten around to the Sealy one yet, but I'm planning on hitting that one up on my bike ride today.
2: Yeah, it uh it's fun and um it's a neat thing to do. Um before we get started, what uh what are a couple of concerts that you've been to that are your favorite? Do you have a couple of concerts? Um I went to a Skynyrd concert uh in
3: 2014. That one was really good. Um one of my favorite shows I've ever been to was a Social D show at a uh, House of Blues in Vegas. That was awesome. Yep. Um seeing Kings of Leon live, uh I went to there's a K Rock concert called Almost Acoustic Christmas yeah, where it's like yep. uh, ten, ten bands in one night, and uh, my wife and I went to that a couple years ago. That was uh, Lincoln Park, The Lumineers, Bush. Um, oh, awesome! Shoot, uh, there was there was it was star studded to say the least. It was awesome. Um, I recently last year the last concert that I went to was uh, Fits in the Tantrums. Okay, never heard of them. They're a pretty yep. pretty new band. Um, they have that hand clap song. It's it's kind of poppy. Mm-hmm. for me but uh the show was really good um yeah i've been to quite a few concerts and uh yeah i guess those are some of my favorites
2: um nothing like like social d at the house of blues must have been great nothing like those venues to see bands nothing no
3: i love house of blues if you can you know like i went to kings of leon it was in nashville at the Somme center and it was like thirty five thousand people yep. sold out it was an awesome show we had killer seats um the full deal. But House of Blues is like I mean, the one in Orlando where I saw Fitz and the Tantrums, it's smaller than the one in Vegas even, so it's like maybe two thousand people, yeah, five hundred people. Yep. So it's almost like a private concert, like no matter where you're sitting yeah. or standing, it's awesome seating and it's just a it's a fun little experience. It's way more um like personal I feel like with uh yeah. with House of Blues.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we went to we went to two U2 concerts the last 6 months on their their Joshua Tree tour. I paid a shit ton of money for seats and they were good seats, but you they're just a massive stadium, right? And then yeah, you know, you go I saw Third Eye Blind twice uh at the one to the Greek in uh in downtown LA and then up here at the um at the Joint. And it's just phenomenal. It's just such a better experience. And one of my favorite bands whose lead singer just passed away, they played a Sixteen, eighteen thousand seat arenas at home all day long, but they play House of Blues when they come to the U.S. because they're not popular. And it is just, it's cathartic, man. It's so good in those in those venues. Yeah,
3: for sure. I feel like that's how rock and roll was like, way back in the day before it kind of got mm-hmm. huge, you know. And Social B, they were just unreal in yep. live. Like oh, even I better than any disc or any kind of any way you can hear their music. Yep. Their live show was. Second
2: to none. Uh, I gotta say, looking at your list here, and we'll get right into it. I thought there'd be some country in it. Not a country guy? Um, definitely not
3: bro country. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can get down with some Alan Jackson or George Strait. Okay. I love Alabama. Um, a lot. Yeah. I just, it's not like my go-to. I'm a very, uh, uh, I guess you would say like musically moody. So like if mm-hmm. I, it, everything that I listen to reflects the, the mood I'm in, and, and countries like. Every now and then, but not very often.
2: Right, right. And, and there's one, there's one count as country on your list, old school country. But um, yeah, so Florida Georgia line, which basically let's just call that light no. pop rock, right? I mean, let's just no, let's call no, it what it is. No. Um, Definitely not in. <laughs> all right, let's get right into sound check with Zach Osborne here, at Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Get into each one of these songs. We're going to let it breathe for a little bit, Zacco, and then uh, you tell us why you picked it, what it means to you, where you first heard it, all that kind of good stuff, all right? All right, so first up, here we go. This one everyone should kind of know. Leonard Skinner, uh, often a bit of a joke song where everybody says uh, Freebird, you know, like at any concert or whatever, but um, I'm glad I, you know, I didn't have this one and I'm glad I bought it and I like this song. It's, it's, it's strong. Yeah.
3: It's a, it's a great song. Um, I didn't actually know this, but um, like Ronnie Van Zandt, obviously, you know, the story of the plane crash, yeah. Yep. Uh, he, he passed away and whatnot, and I actually Always was under the impression, until today, I looked up some facts because I felt like I, you know, this is one of my favorite songs, period. Uh, it's a go-to for me. I love Skinner, and I was like, man, you know, I really should probably look up some facts about this song, but um, actually, they I always thought that Johnny and the band had written that post-plane crash, and it was sort of like a prelude to the people who, you know, passed away or whatever. Yeah, yep. But uh, it was actually a love song, um written by Ronnie uh, and it was about uh, a, an argument that um one of the almond brothers had had with his girlfriend and you know why he couldn't stay at home why he needed to to travel and and mm-hmm. go and whatnot and uh yeah it was it kind of brought a completely different meaning to it to me so um, now I'm even more pumped on it because it's uh it's really cool I just think it's a uh, a great song and i also didn't know that at one point uh shortly after johnny joined the band he wouldn't sing it they would just play the play the um okay
2: The main, play it yep. and
3: then the fans would sing it and huh. that's kind of how it got started to be like uh you know hey free bird and then then everybody would sing along
2: okay all right so that's how it works right yeah it's pretty crazy um yeah, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's great, and it's got a, it's a hell of a guitar solo in it. Like it goes on and on. Yeah, at the yeah. end, I
3: feel like you know all like old school, 70s and 80s rock and roll songs that were really like rippers all had that like yeah. seven to ten minute time span, <laughs> and just you know you, there was some point in there where the guitar dude was just yeah. shredding his face off. I'm with you. Right,
2: here it is. Here, let's listen. shredding bro um yeah it's, uh, I'm with you I thought it was also for the uh, plane crash that for the Skinner guys so I did not I did not know that
3: well I actually at the concert when they played it like in the background uh on a screen there was all the guys in the plane crash and like kind of it gave okay. it the vibe that right. that's what it was about so I, I just kind of took that you know right I, I guess I just assumed that that's what it was about and uh Even though I've known the song for a long, long time, I just kind of, you know, that was the meaning. And then when I read about it, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty crazy.
2: Isn't it, uh, I just feel like this song and and like Back in Black by ACDC or or like will be long gone. Leonard Skinner will be long gone and people will still be listening to this. It really will. Yeah, that's, that's how, you know,
3: in my mind, that's how a great, you don't ever know a great song until like 30 years down the road when it still, like, comes on the radio, and you're like, oh, dude, turn it up, this, you know, this is a legit song. Like, yeah. this is a good jam, you know? Yep. But, um, like, right now, my, my daughter, um, she loves Sweet Home Alabama. Like, that's, <laughs> that's her jam. And, like, you know, that song was 40 years before she was even born. Yeah. So uh, that's a pretty good song.
2: That's one I can't get on board with. I'm sorry. Freebird, yes. Yeah, Sweet I mean, up.
3: I know that it's a it's very cliche song. And, oh, geez. I mean, there's there's a ton of ton of yep. skinner songs that are that are awesome and um i feel like to be one of the greats uh of music you have to have some longevity and that's you know we had a little precursor about rap before we got on the phone and uh-huh. i don't think that that's going to last you know in 30 years you're not going to turn on some i don't even know any <laughs> popular rappers right now and be like 21 savage is sick still in 30 years i just yeah. don't think that's going to happen
2: yeah, I mean we're talking about who who can do one of these and I I don't know any other riders that are like well versed enough to do other, anything other than just yeah this is Drake and this is uh this is um you know another guy and I don't even can't even name him you know this is this is uh, yeah. Kendrick and, and whatever so uh all right next up for you uh never heard this one although I I own much of this man's music uh let's get into it
0: but I am still alive I was a sailor
4: I was born upon the tide With the sea I did abide I sailed a schooner around the Horn of Mexico I went along
0: got killed but i'm living
1: still
4: i was a damn builder across a river deep and wide where steel and water did collide a place called I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below. They buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound. But I'm still around. I'll always be around and around and around and around.
2: Highwayman by, uh, not just by Johnny Cash though, Zacho.
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's a star studded cast right there, if you ask me. Um, Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, and Waylon Jennings. That's about as serious as it gets. (laughs)
2: That's a good point. You're right. Um, why that one? Um, I I don't know. It's just
3: a song like, you know, obviously I travel a lot. We, Mm -hmm. we all do It's kind of like, just kind of reflects, um, my life a little bit. It's about a guy who's, you know, kind of well-versed in all things. And, uh, it's something that I respect a lot, you know. He had four different uh occupations or whatever and um yeah, it's just it's a really cool song. I feel like it's uh I something I can relate to. I feel like a lot of these songs on, on this playlist or whatever you wanna call it mm-hmm. are uh something I can relate to or something that, that motivates me in some some way or shape or form. Um I love Johnny Cash. I think he was one of the original Sort of rock and rollers, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, along with Elvis, and um, I, I yeah. find that the movie Walk the Line just I love awesome, it. yeah. and uh, it's it's just a really cool song. I, I like a lot of Johnny Cash. One thing I like about him is um, some people think it's as a bad thing, but like a lot of his stuff sounds the same. So, but that also makes it very easy to listen to. Like, if you, if you like his sound. You can listen to his album. Like, I have a Greatest Hits album of his that's like, shoot, I don't even know. It's like 50 songs, I think, and I can listen to it the whole way through on, you know, a four-hour road trip or whatever and mm-hmm. never switch a song, which is, is awesome. That doesn't happen very often anymore. There's not, you know, I can probably name on one hand the amount of albums since I was born that I can kind of do that with.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't into Johnny, Car- or Johnny Cash at all, not one bit. And then saw the movie. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I, I, I liked his covers he did with Rick Rubin, the the Nine Inch Nails one, and and a few other ones. And oh yeah. It was really cool. It was near the end of his life, and I, I bought a, I bought some of those, uh, and I really enjoyed them. And then the movie came out, and then I'm like, I love the movie. It was just great. How, how about Jerry Lee Lewis and and uh, Johnny yeah, Cash? Yeah, that tour and... cool. was like the the original,
3: like rock and roll show really in yeah. my opinion yeah it was the
2: Lollapalooza. it was Lollapalooza in the 50s
3: <laughs> exactly yeah it was it was like
2: woodstock before his time traveled mm-hmm. yeah um super cool yeah really cool all right next one uh i love this song do I you have, know do you know
3: any other johnny cash songs like if you had to name another johnny cash song that you liked what would it be
2: yeah i bought um oh man let me look at my phone here uh, I, after like Ring after, of
3: Fire, I mean, there's. Well, there's Ring so of many.
2: Fire, no, Ring of Fire is played out. I feel like, anyways. Um, yeah, but I feel
3: like you know, you would know that one. Oh yeah,
2: no, no. I, I, I'm telling you, I bought. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look at my Johnny Cash. Oh, I bought uh, Folsom Prison Blues after the movie yeah. came out because I love that beginning yeah. of that movie, and I have Hurt from his other one, The Man Comes Around. Oh, so good. And God's gonna cut you down.
3: Yeah, both of those are like all star for me. Yep. uh, When it comes to Johnny Cash, it's those. Hurt is such a good song. Like it's slow and stuff, but it's it's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's how cool was that? At the end of his life, he was kind of forgotten about. He was kind of nobody really thought much about him. And Rick Rubin and him got together, and then he there was sort of this Johnny Cash renaissance for three four years. You know? Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, and I feel like with the like hipster rockabilly. Hmm. Uh. Uh, I want to say push but like um, Resurgence you know he's still even probably selling more and more albums each day right now
2: yeah no I I kind of agree with you alright next one up here we go
3: I wish you would step
4: back from that lens my friend And I do not think anyone knows
2: what they're doing here. Jumper by Third Eye Blind, I heartily endorse this pick, Zacho. Why is that? I love Third Eye Blind. Love them. Um, I just went to two of their concerts on the last tour. And I, I went to two of them the last time they went on tour.
3: Lo- oh, so you do endorse it. I thought you said you hardly endorse oh, it. Oh, I heartedly, sorry, I
2: heartedly, heartedly endorse it. Oh, heartedly. Okay, oh. okay, cool. Yes, love this band. Anyways, why do you like them?
3: Um, well, that song was released in, like, 97, I think. Yep. And uh, I can literally remember riding to school with my mom. I grew up as my mom was, like, a, a punk rocker-ish, as punk rocker as, as a mom could get. hmm Um... In 1997, you know, like um, she listened to Third Eye Blind, uh, the Wallflowers, the Cranberries, um, so on and so forth. And then my dad was like more like Skinnered, Boston, 38 Special, Bad Company, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I was getting influence from both sides. So that's kind of you can kind of see that in my playlist probably. But yeah, uh, I can remember. Was having the cd and just going to school in the mornings and and just getting wild to that song you know just uh playing it wide open and it was probably one of the first songs where i was like you know this this is my favorite song um i would have been seven or eight years old when we when we first heard it and uh it's just a, a cool song that takes me back every time i hear it and um i still think that it's you know just a badass song
2: yeah, it's good, and people people kind of associate this band with the so-called uh, semi-charm life that they had, and it was a massive hit. Yeah. But they're way deeper than that. They got so many great oh, yeah. songs, you know. Um,
3: For sure, I, I, it's it's almost sad that people do that because there's so much. They have so many better songs, and they're so much better than that.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, great band in concert too. Although, uh, my wife can't get over the fact that the lead singer. Has kicked every one of the founding members out of the band, and they're all suing each other. So it's the lead singer, the guy who writes all the mu- lyrics, basically, now has a completely different band behind him because he kind of screwed his buddies out of, of. Depends on what you read, but uh, my wife has a hard time getting over that. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, I, that's one thing that bums me out about bands, and, and you and AC said it as well. Like you can't divide up the millions equally, yeah. or like <laughs> what is the problem? Like, just, right. you guys are awesome. Just Make music and don't worry about the
2: rest. Right. The rest will
3: fill itself yeah. out. Yeah, you hit, it,
2: you hit it big. You won the lottery with your band having number one singles and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And, like,
3: you would think after it happened so many times <laughs> that they would learn, like, you know, this is what we want to avoid. But it's just like history repeats itself again and again and yeah.
1: again.
2: All right. Next up, uh, another one I endorse. Uh, here we go. Zach Osborne's check.
0: What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it.
4: Look at your women crying. Look at your young men dying. The way they've always done before. Look at the hate we're breeding. Look at the fear we're. We're leading the way we've always done before
2: Guns N' Roses off Use Your Illusion. discs. another solid pick, Zacho. Yeah, um, I actually
3: probably didn't know about this song until like maybe three years ago. Really? And uh, yeah, because I've never been a Guns N' Roses fan because I was always under the impression that it was just Paradise City and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those type of songs. And then um, me and two of my buddies were having an, an argument one day about... Skinner and Guns N' Roses, and <laughs> they were like, check out this song, and I'm like, whatever, I'll try it out, and then I was like, holy crap, that's really, really good, and um, it's just a, a good rock and roll song. I mean, it's, it's got good lyrics, it's, it tells a good story, and um, it's kind of another one of those like seven, six or seven minute long songs that just um, has a ripper mm-hmm. guitar solo, you know?
2: uh november rain estranged also a little bit like civil war you know i have november rain and and it's good but
3: it's it's no civil war i mean civil war is just an awesome song um and like i said it tells a good story it's it's just a a really really killer song i don't really have a whole lot of attachment or story behind it but um it's recently become yeah one of my favorites and uh i think i probably need to listen to more guns N' roses to mm-hmm. find some more songs but that's that's as far as i've made it at this point
2: yeah um, it would be blasphemy for most guns N' roses fans to say this but give me use your illusion one or two any day over their, their their debut album their debut one was great paradise city sweet child of mine you know it's so easy but that's just like straight ahead four core four instruments four guys g- giving it at you know five guys i should say but right but the Use Your Illusions are they're deep, they're complex, there's a variety of songs. Yeah, give me uh, Use Your Illusions any day for me. So
3: Yeah, one thing I never really realized was uh they were they were almost a nineties band. Like <laughs> both of Use Your Illusion albums were yep. out in, in the nineties, which yep. yeah, 91, 92. Yep. Because I, I always kind of class them as like a, a definitely a classic rock band, but they're not. They're they're more like a nineties band. Um in principle or in, in spirit time frame, yeah. but not in principle.
2: Three guys down in the sound check series, and no Van Halen yet, so I'll hold out hope. But.
3: You know what, Mathis, I'm going to be honest with you, if you, if you said I'm going to shoot you in the face, if you don't tell me a Van Halen song <laughs> you're probably going <laughs> to shoot me in the face if I don't know that I know one.
2: <laughs> That's crazy to me. Just crazy, but this is your sound check. It's not mine, so uh, uh, What is one? I mean, jump. To start, dreams. Oh my God! You don't like that song, do you? No, it's not one of my favorites. But I'm saying the most popular Van Halen song, you know. Okay, so. I know Jump, but okay. I don't know anything past that. Um, that's really sad. All right, next up, uh, another good one. Oh, they what? do. They do. Running with the devil. I, I yep. just looked it up on.
3: ITunes. I I yep. know that song from. Uh, from when I watched Detroit Rock City when I was like 13, and I thought oh, I was boy. just a bad dude.
2: Every and you know what? This is the third sound check in a row that I realize just how goddamn old I am. That's it's really sad. So. <laughs> Thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right. Thanks. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code Pulp MX seventeen when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on, give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech.
1: Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp Index Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin Motorcycle Tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications.
3: Yeah, you like that?
1: In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin StarCross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin StarCross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands... Please tell them. No,
3: no, no,
5: no, 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 no,
1: Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle.
2: All right, next up, here we go. Social Distortion, another good one, uh, Zacho, and you talked about seeing them in a small place. So,
3: yeah, dude, the the show was awesome. They played that there. They have, I mean, a ton of good songs there. Hard Times in Their Career album is second to none. Like it's it's awesome. Um, I think the first time I ever really heard Social Distortion as a kid um, was with Eddie Ray. Actually, um, he was staying at my house, him and Jessica, for a little while, and they were always into Social D, and I think that's about the first time I ever heard it when I was, like, 12 or 13, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's a good song. I mean, uh, it talks about, you know, just trying to do the right thing, and before you when you blink, it, it's all gone, so it's um, it's a cool song, just good lyric, good jam. Um, like I said, I actually had a couple other... I, I got this list down to, like, 20 songs, and okay. then I was like... <laughs> Then I was like 15, and but the it would have been really easy for me if I could have picked numerous or numerous songs from one artist. Can't so like do it. Can't do it. Three, no, three, three and three. That would have been really easy. But 10 from each different artist was really really tough for me. So, um, yeah, this this is just one of my very favorite Social D songs, and one that I think is uh, it's just really cool. It's just a good little jam, and it, like I said, live it was it mm-hmm. took on a whole new meaning. I think. That's one thing for me is um the bands that I have seen live like th- I haven't seen any that were bad by by any means. Um some of them were better live than what I knew they were uh just by listening to yeah. them on on album but uh definitely Social D took on a new uh took a new place in my heart once I saw them in concert because yeah. they were just so spot on and um you know I saw Uh, paul rogers last year that's actually probably the my least favorite concert bad or uh um skinnered opened for paul rogers okay uh like when i watched social d like they were up there as if they had never sung the song before and never been in front of a crowd you know Uh they were just rocking out and same same with skinnered and pretty much all the bands i've seen but like um paul rogers was good but i just felt like he was up there playing music and and doing a show you know yeah and i'm like that's not that's not that awesome but um yeah it, it, it was uh like i said it took a, a new meaning and a new place in my heart whenever i watched them uh live they were just so good
2: i've, n- I've met mike ness a couple of times the lead singer. no way that's yeah. freaking
3: awesome because He's such uh, a,
2: Bad dude. Ferries, uh I used to stay in Newport Beach with a guy named Garth who worked at O'Neill Surf Gear and Garth knew him and so I met him through Red Dog a few times. Uh he came over one time and then one time I met him at a race or a practice track. I can't remember. Um really nice guy, really soft spoken, really really good dude. Um
3: Yeah, that that's so cool. That's awesome. I mean, I wish I could meet any of those guys. Uh yeah. you know, anyone on my list, if I could meet him, I'd be super stoked.
2: Isn't it funny though? Like I don't know if you're like this, but I uh Tragically Hip, the band I spoke about with whose lead singer just passed away. Matthew Good, another guy that I really like. There are songs. I have live versions of everything. I love bootlegs. I got a bunch of bootlegs on my, on, my, on my iPod. I go and find these things and download them and search them. So I love live versions, and I love studio versions and everything else about music. But there are songs that I love the live version 100 times more than the studio version. Like I, I don't even yeah I, mean, I, yeah. I don't even listen to some songs. There's one song called uh, "Grace Too" that my my favorite band does, and I will not listen to the studio version. I can't stand it. But live version is so good.
3: Yeah, like sometimes you can uh, hear the crowd and and like feel the crowd. It's it's almost like you're there. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the AC podcast, you guys t- were talking about the Atari's Boys of Summer. Yeah, and. Uh, that that's a sick song. They, they killed it. Their, their remake was way better than the original in my opinion. Oh, stop it. Oh, but,
2: stop it. Stop it.
3: But, uh, the, the only one I ever had, I accidentally bought it on iTunes live and it was <laughs> so awesome. Oh,
2: okay. Um, yeah. yeah.
3: I, I got fully hooked on it.
2: Um, yeah, it's funny how music works like that for me. I don't know. I just find myself that way. Um, all right, next up, here we go. Uh, another one that I had in my collection and another solid one. Um,
0: Opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted In one moment that you captured
4: there goes gravity Oh, there goes gravity he Choke He's so mad But he won't Give up daddies He know He won't have any notes. His whole back city's rose
2: It Lose be- Yourself by Eminem Good song
3: Yeah, I felt like I needed At least one One rap song If I, <laughs> if I listen to rap It's either Eminem or um, I actually like Kid Cuddy. He's he's pretty Pretty dang good um, And I think some of his stuff Will be around for a while But Uh when uh I, when i saw uh eight mile the first time I, and like at the end where he really dialed that song in and yeah. you know like kind of tells the whole story dude i was just like holy crap you know like it was yeah. one of those goosebumps moments for me where i was just like that is a ripper song so if i'm ever like really struggling for motive or like mm-hmm. you know just want to get fired up that's that's my go-to. Um, Probably like eighty percent of the time for for a, a pump up song, um, I, maybe just because the movie like hones it in so well yeah. on that one moment for him, you know.
2: And I'm sure it's dramatized, dra- dramatized because it's a movie, but that is kind of what really happened with him. He was in these yeah. rap battles in Detroit and killing people, and people like, "Holy crap! This guy's got to, you know, this guy's got to get something. You know, he's got to get, he got to yeah. be shown." So.
3: Yeah, one of the coolest things about that song for me is like uh, where he says on spaghetti on my sweater already and like that's obviously from previous prior uh, battles where he was throwing up in the bathroom and yeah. as you know, I throw up or I used to I've turned over new leaf <laughs> now. didn't throw up it all this year. I used to throw up when I got really nervous, so I could really relate to that which um, yeah. It, it's just a really cool thing for me. I don't know. I I know that it's a, probably a played out song, but yep. I'd really like it still.
2: I loved it. I might, I might, um, Not Afraid might have surpassed a, uh, this song for me if you want to talk yeah, about he motivational. Has tons of good songs.
3: Yeah. Not Afraid, um, Monster. I don't know if you've ever heard his song, Stan. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. No. Where he's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that song's awesome too. Like, just lyrically, it's pretty ingenious, you know, and. Um, it's just like, he has a lot of good songs. He's really good for sure.
2: Yeah, he's you can if you don't like rap, that's fine. But you cannot deny this dude is so talented. You can't. Yeah, you just sure. cannot. I agree, you know?
3: hundred uh,
2: percent. All right, next one. Uh, a little bit of a different selection, but let's get right into it.
3: Uh oh. <laughs> oh, this is a jam, dude. <laughs>
4: See her pin her charm, she just throws it back at me. Once I dug in her grave to find a better land She just smiled and laughed at me And took her brooms back again it's me.
2: Son by Eddie Vedder, lead singer Pearl Jam, of course. Everybody should know that. And Into the Wild, a uh, mu- movie, and it's the soundtrack. Um, I just, when I say unusual choice, I just, if you if you like Eddie Vedder, I would think you would pick a Pearl Jam song, but, um, you know, but, yeah. Hey. Um,
3: I like Pearl Jam. Um, I feel like this soundtrack and, like, some of the stuff he's done by himself is really kind of more, um, I wouldn't say more him, but maybe more his personal personality, you know? Mm-hmm. And yep. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I haven't actually seen this movie, even though it's been on my, my to-watch to list for oh. quite a while now. Yeah, you, yeah. Gotta,
2: you gotta watch it.
3: Yeah, w- but obviously it's, it's about the sun and that you can't get away from it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty pretty cool song. Um, he has, obviously, tons and tons and tons of good stuff. Um, I don't know if you know, but he wrote this song, One Day We'll Go All The Way, for the Cubs. Oh, okay. I've ever heard it. I actually changed hard son at the last minute for that because um, the Cubs song is, is very much a Cubs fan song, right, so right, right. Um, if you're not into the Cubs or whatever you probably wouldn't understand it, but uh, yeah, I think this song is really cool and he has that new well, new-ish ukulele album have you heard it?
2: <laughs> no, no, I haven't No, I haven't it. Dude,
3: it's, it's freaking awesome like, the whole thing is just him um, kind of unplugged playing the ukulele for the songs that he
2: he does. It's really really cool. Did you see? A, it was on going around Twitter for a while. He was outside of Wrigley playing a guitar with just an amp, like all, just by himself playing cordu, por, uh, "Corduroy" by by his by Pearl Jam. He was on. Yeah, the, he was on the, the street just rocking it out. <laughs> he
3: he's like the biggest Cubs fan yeah. ever. Uh, um, Bill Murray. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, no, no real meaning for this one behind, or yeah. for me. It's just a, uh, a killer song. I like it. It's um, pretty heavy. It's rock and roll. Um, so um, I'm all about it.
2: All right. Let's get to the next one here. <laughs> sir by Kings of Leon. Yeah, dude, um
3: this song this uh Only By The Night album uh-huh. came out. It was their first like hit album, but um Sex on Fire, which is one of their songs, uh, was their first like real hit yep. even though their two albums before Only By The Night have tons of good songs. Um Only By The Night came out like right when I was first getting to England and I remember Sex on Fire coming on the radio like three or four times and finally I asked him when I was like hey who who is this band and they're like oh it's an American band Kings of Leon and I'm like nope never heard of them like (laughs) never heard of them but then um that's about right you know right when they hit it big but uh I remember I bought this album um when I got home from England that year and uh we would play it in the shop just non-stop the whole thing the whole album you can listen to it 15 times over in a row and not get bored of it like it's such a good album and um But one thing I remember specifically is at night, whenever we were done riding and training, we had watched me, Mel, and the two mechanics and uh, one of the other riders, we had watched this movie, uh, Never Back Down, which was like this cheesy B-movie at best MMA film.
2: Okay, never heard of
3: it, but yeah, sure. We we decided that we were going to, like, the five of us were going to get some some, uh, gloves and just beat the crap out of each other. No, (laughs) No headshots, but you could just go ham otherwise, and um, we would just get out there it would seriously be like midnight in my dad's shop and we would just turn this up and just go ham on each other all night long and it was just a, a really fun time for me um, and it's still you know it's, it's another one of those songs that kind of takes me back to a time period that, uh, that I really enjoyed and, and had fun with but uh, I still love that album and I, I listen to it uh, yeah probably daily
2: Huh. Did you ever see the documentary on them?
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Callahan's guy. Yep. 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 Yeah, yep. it's awesome. Um, it tells their story really well, I think. And uh, I, like I said, I saw them in their their hometown, Nashville, sold out show. It was it was pretty incredible. And and their stage presence at that time was just unbelievable. Um, it was the first like really big concert that I had ever been to, and uh, it was just mind blowing.
2: All right, the next one. Now, I asked you for 10. You gave me 11. Then you said, okay, cut this one out, but we're going to do 11 for you because, you know, you won a national championship this year. But uh, this was the one that you were going to cut out, but uh, it's in. It made the cut.
0: My child arrived just the other day. And My son turned ten just the other day He said, thanks for the ball, Dad, come on, let's play Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today I got a lot to do, he said, that's okay And he walked away, but he smiled never dipped. And said, I'm gonna be like him you know I'm gonna be like him. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue with the man on the moon. When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when.
2: We'll cats in the cradle, everybody knows this song, Zach Harry Chapin. Um, I was gonna do the Ugly Kid Joe version for you and then watch you probably laugh about it or meltdown, so know that I've ever heard the Ugly Kid Joe version. Is it like more punky? Or? Are you serious? Yeah, it was in the 90s. It's uh, No, it was more like hard rock. It was really cheeseball. Terrible. I'll have to check it out. But uh, this song, like growing up, I can always remember my
3: dad telling me like, this song's so true. Um, you know, you'll see someday and whatnot. And actually, like with me and my dad, it is a little bit true. Like, you know, we, we always have a hard time getting together, but um, I, I try my very best to avoid being this song with my daughter. Like, that's that's one of my huge goals in life. So, it's always a good reminder for me to uh, listen to this song and know that I'm, you know, working to not be the Cat in the Cradle song.
2: <laughs> right, right. So that's, that's what that's the goal is,
3: right? Uh, yeah, really, I mean, that, that's what it is for me. I mean, the song is. It's super true of 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 uh like modern life in America. You mm-hmm. know, everybody's working yep. and they don't don't have time for each other and then uh you know, next thing you know it's it's you're a granddad and then the next thing you know it's too late, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, next up.
4: How long will I slide or separate my side? I don't, I don't believe it's bad, slit my throat so.
2: Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, good good song, good pick. Got no problem with that.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's another one of those songs that was coming out right about the time I was like 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. And uh, I just, you know, fell in love with it. I love the Chili Peppers. I feel like I go through this a lot. I've told you before that Johnny T and I had this argument whether the best 90s band was Nirvana or Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're no. either on one side or the other. And I'm not a Nirvana hater. I just feel like the Chili Peppers, uh, in the grand scheme of things, are a better band. And a lot of people disagree, but that's okay. Um, and, and one thing about the Chili Peppers is they're still making music. You know, like they're uh, almost all of their albums are awesome. My, my personal favorite is probably um, the Stadium Arcadium album. Mm-hmm. Um, it came at a time where. Um, yeah in like two thousand five or six when I was really really struggling and um I don't know why but I could kind of relate to a lot of the songs and um one of the songs on there snow uh is uh one of the songs that Brittany and I were really pumped on when we were uh, getting together you know when we were younger and stuff and um I don't know just I, I'm a real chili peppers enthusiast and and fan I like them a lot I think they their sounds really different and unique and um, mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, a super fan I guess.
2: Yeah, no, they're solid. Their new one's good. Go Robot. It's it's got some good songs on it. My wife's a big Chili Peppers fan, more than me. But um, Yeah, I wanna see them in concert so bad, like um, yeah.
3: see them. has never quite worked out where they were in the right place when I was there or whatever.
2: Yeah, no, if, uh another band I, I'm with you. I'll, I'll go with Chili Peppers over Nirvana all day long. But um but I Nirvana's got the thing where they started the grunge and they changed music cuz it was all cheese ball metal and Nirvana came along. Yeah. But 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 Chili Peppers have already been there. They they're so unique. If you listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic, it's so unique and so different. And uh exactly. you know. So, um all right. Oh, by the way, I found I found uh I found Cats in the Cradle. Uh Ugly Kid Joe. Let's, uh, let's let's try this here. <laughs> Are you ready? You know, I don't gonna, know you, if I am or not.
4: Well, I said, just the other day, I said, thanks for the ball that yeah, you're on. Let's make it to trade in the road. I said, not today. It's,
5: it's
3: not
2: what what do you think I,
3: it's not pitiful but it's not it's not ideal <laughs> it's not ideal exactly the hard th- that's a really hard thing to do is take like a a, a 50s 60s Song and turn it into a new song. Yeah. The only song that I can think of uh, off the top of my head that someone did a really good job with was "Country Roads." There's been quite a few of those that uh, have yeah. been remotely okay, mm-hmm. but
2: other than that, I mean, it's just a it's a tough thing. Uh, yeah, I will agree with you on that. All right, the last song, song number eleven, because you won a national championship this year, so we gave you eleven <laughs> uh, on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine. I don't Star remember protects. what it was. You went with you went with a popular pick right now, but but that's okay. We'll, we'll give it to you. Uh, here it is. Wow. Oh. R.I.P. Yeah. Is that really your favorite Petty song? Uh,
3: recently, yes. Okay. I love Tom Petty in general. Uh, like, Brittany and I had his greatest hit CD in the motorhome when we used to drive all over Europe and stuff. And, and it's a go-to. Like, if you can't listen yeah. to those 17 or 18 songs, whatever it is, straight through and be like, that was a great piece of yeah. music right there. Then. Um, you might need to check your music compass because it's broken.
2: Wow, that, you should tell David Pingree that because he was on the Pulp Show and he didn't say Tom Petty sucked, but he was like, eh, whatever. And I'm like, you're crazy.
3: Hey, ask me <laughs> if this surprises me about the person you're telling me about. Okay.
2: <laughs> Zing. Um, I'm just surprised that you know. Like, well, like you said, right now you got lucky. Is is it? Um, I like the song. Well, it's mainly but, yeah. it's mainly it because I. Uh, the recent
3: joke has been that I just tell Britney, you got lucky, like, yeah. you know, well. and then I just crank that song wide open. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like it. I
3: like it. tons of really good songs. I mean, he has yeah. so many good songs, and he was one of the all-time greats, in my opinion. Um, very, very underrated. Um, even by himself, not even Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Um, he, he has tons of good songs that, some that you don't even realize are his. One, uh, the other day after he passed away, Britney was um, playing some of his songs, and I was like, this is Tom Petty? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. yeah. Um, the harmonica song, uh, You Don't Know How It Feels? Yep. That one's super good. Wildflowers, um, You Wreck Me. Uh, dude,
2: he has so many just, I, like, I was still, total hits. Uh Sealy picked the uh, Petty song, and he didn't pick it as his song, but he talked about how much he loved Don't Come Around Here No More, which oh yeah, I love. And it's kind of a, if you're a Petty fan, you write that song off because it was Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics who wrote it and you kind of write it off as being, because it is a little different. It's a little out there, but I love it. It's one of my favorite Petty songs. And, and Seeley said the same yeah. thing and I'm like, oh yeah, cool. You know, so.
3: Um, He's just um, a great artist and, and that's another, you know, what I said about Um, an artist or an album being you know really really good is the ability to just listen to it on repeat and not be pissed off and that's (laughs) like especially his greatest hits album like I could listen I have listened to it probably I'm going to say close to 300 times (laughs) clean through and just been stoked about it and I'm still stoked if I hear it
2: like
1: it's just
3: really good song uh really he's a really good artist yeah
2: no absolutely um 300 times i've got like that too you know every single note if someone were to blindfold you and play you a 10 second snippet five second snippet you'd know exactly where it went and what song it was and everything else oh yeah
3: you know that's exactly right i i uh yeah i'm i'm super tom petty fan
2: well awesome man uh cool i hope you had fun I, i like doing these um oh i loved it um I must say though, like Britney's. When
3: I told her I was doing it, she was like, "Well, you know, you can't pick any Adele or, or Enrique." And I was like, "Yes, Britney, I I know that. <laughs> I'm aware. Do, I'm aware. I do branch out a lot. So, um, yeah, these yeah. are some of my favorites and and some some of the songs that mean uh, mean something or or a lot to me. And yep. um, I'm glad I got to share it. It was really fun, and hopefully, other people enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. You know, funny. Um, you're uh, you're older than Sealy, but not by that much, and you're you know much older than AC. But I'm really surprised because of the era you grew up in, and, and, and how big a dirt bikes are in your life and everything else. You don't have any song on here that has been in any motocross video ever, and you know the punk yeah. punkish, you know. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm surprised though, like just because the generation you are, you would have grown up watching Krusty and Triple X and and Terra Firma, and you don't have anything like that on here.
3: Oh, yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm not a fan. Like, right, I, right. I can, I can get down with some punk, and I uh, definitely grew up watching Krusty and Terra Firma and all those movies, and I still play a lot of those songs. Um, I have a huge iTunes library, which I pay for. That I do not steal. <laughs> and um, I, I love all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably the most played-out, cliche motocross song ever is, is uh disconnected by face-to-face but oh, still a sick spot uh, like yep. you still see mcgrath jump in the hills with the helicopter and all that mm-hmm. from terra firma as soon as that comes on you know so yep. um yeah definitely down with all that stuff but this is more like uh my uh
2: yeah no hey my it's per- your list yeah so i'm, not, I'm just saying like uh, I, I got to think of most motocrossers, if I can find the guys that are not just into rap, are going to put some sort of motocross video punk song on there because we all watch those videos 8,000 times. So
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, growing up, one of my favorites was Fox Fly and yep. uh, that had a ton of really good songs on it. And, yeah, just um, this was more my everyday uh, right. things I oh,
2: yeah it's uh that's interesting and, and a nice mix and uh really enjoyable uh thank you Zacho, for doing this appreciate it and uh are you going to straight rhythm when i see you at straight rhythm this is not coming out before straight rhythm but it it'll it'll be out after but are you going to straight
3: rhythm um no i don't think so it's pr- it's my last weekend uh free weekend before we go back to uh riding average rhythm since the nation so i'm gonna Start riding next week, do do a little bit of testing um, on the four fifty for the Paris supercross that I'm going to soon. Mm-hmm. And then um uh then head back to Florida to start our boot camp and get moving forward for the two thousand eighteen season, man.
2: Awesome. Well cool man. Uh thanks for your time. Appreciate it. I guess we will uh, I will see you at uh in Paris. That'll be uh thank be a fun time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: it got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money.
3: The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, "That's it," you know. And it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that you know that I was going to miss. The dogger,
2: raw machine. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in pants. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know?
3: The O Show, Johnny O'Mara.